The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Let's jazz it up. Let's all get together now. Welcome to the Laura Theodore Podcast. You may know me from my popular television show, Jazzy Vegetarian, where I feature easy and delicious vegan recipes, along with tips for living a kinder, plant-based life. Now I invite you to join me here each week, where I'll welcome amazing guests to share upbeat and informative conversations featuring motivational lifestyle advice and nutritional guidance, plus lots of jazzy-licious recipe ideas. It's all served up with sensational music on the side. Music. So let's get talking. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Laura Theodore Podcast. I am your host, Laura Theodore, and I am so thrilled that you are here with me today because we have an amazing, amazing guest. She's a vegan, but she's also a world-renowned opera singer. Yes, Lisette Oropesa is going to join us and talk about all things music and all things vegan and plant-based, of course. I'm so excited about that. But I'm also excited that you are here with me today. And if this is the first time that you're listening to the Laura Theodore podcast, I hope that you like the show. Well, it is now my great honor to welcome Cuban-American Lisette Oropesa, who is a highly acclaimed operatic soprano, and she's known for her exceptional vocal skills and stage presence. Lisette speaks five languages and excels in a wide range of operatic repertoire, and her outstanding performances have earned her global recognition. She regularly stars in productions in the world's greatest opera houses, from New York's Metropolitan Opera to London's Royal Opera House and Vienna's State Opera, among many, many others. In addition to her successful singing career, Lisette is known for her dedication to health and fitness, and she's followed a fully plant-based diet for the past 12 years. Her most recent solo album, The Fabulous French Bel Canto, is one of the top-selling classical opera aria albums since its release. And I'd like to welcome her to the program right now. How are you today, Lisette? Hi there, Laura. I'm doing great. Thank you. How about yourself? I'm doing okay, but you are doing great. Wow, this album is fantastic, and congrats on the great success of it and the success of your career. And still being vegan, wow, it's just, you are, you're amazing. I'm a big fan. 
Thank you. Yeah, this was an album we recorded during the pandemic, I believe it or not, with a lot of restrictions and a lot of testing and a lot of difficulty, but we managed to do it. And it's a dream album I've had for a long time. So I'm really glad that it's finally on shelves now and on Amazon. It's called French Bel Canto. And just talk a little bit more about it. How did this all come about? How did you choose the tracks, et cetera, et cetera? I have been for a long time a great uh, lover of the French language. I grew up in Louisiana and we just studied French as kids and it's just always been my favorite language to sing in. Um, but as a singer, as an opera singer, I'm very often cast in bel canto repertoire and bel canto repertoire is very specific. Um, is a very specific period of three major Italian composers. Rossini, which a lot of people know and don't even know, uh, who wrote like the Barber of Seville and a lot of really famous, famous operas. Um, and Donizetti, who also wrote an opera that I sing really, really regularly um, called Lucia di Lammermoor, and it's probably my most performed, one of my most performed roles. And the other one is Bellini. <clears throat> and all three of these composers have a beautiful style of music in common that was kind of the, what opera basically was at that time. But... Um, Donizetti and Rossini in particular wrote uh, versions of their operas or entire operas for the French public because at the time the opera in Paris was the hotspot in Europe. It was the most important place for a composer to go and work for. Uh, and so these composers wrote entire works in French for these audiences and they became masterpieces. And I thought, wow, what a better way to blend <laughs> the Italian school of what I love to do with the French language and find our from these operas that I can do and put them all in one collection. And so that's what we did with this album. So I'm very proud of it. It is just so fantastic. And I'm excited later on in the program, we're going to play a track, which we'll talk about in just a moment. And everyone, we're talking with Lisette Oropesa today. And you can, of course, visit her at LisetteOropesa.com. That's LisetteOropesa.com. And you'll learn all about her and fantastic music and uh, all of her wonderful performances, which brings me to the next question. I know this is a tough one and you probably get asked it a lot, but I was so curious to know what is one of your best loved roles? One of my most uh, performed roles and one that I continue to sing is Lucia di Lammermoor, which is a very, very beautiful bel canto opera by Donizetti. And actually this summer I'm going to be debuting the role in the French iteration. This is one of the operas that has a very prominent Italian version, but there's a French version version as well. And the French version has different music, some different music. One of the arias that I actually recorded on my album was from the French version of the opera. It's not the track we're listening to today, but I am going to be performing the entire role in France this summer uh, in the French version. And I, I couldn't be more excited to do, uh, to continue my journey with the character and with the opera. It's just, it's one of my favorites. Wow. Congratulations. And for those of our listeners that are in the United States, are you going to be performing in the U.S. at all over the next year or two? Yes. You know, and unfortunately, the United States houses don't announce their seasons for another couple of months. But my next performance in the United States will be in Chicago, as a matter of fact, in a debut there. Uh, it'll be the first time I've ever sung at the Lyric Opera of Chicago. So I'm 
very excited. And it will be in a role um, called The Daughter of the Regiment, or the French version is La Fille du Regiment. And our album that we're listening to today also has two tracks from this opera. It's a comic opera by Donizetti. It's hilarious. It's really brilliant. And I'm going to be performing the full role uh, at the Lyric Opera of Chicago this coming fall. So I'm, when they announce that, we can we can really make it official. But that that's my next project in the states. Oh, that sounds amazing. Now let's get to the other side of things. Often, when you think of opera, you don't put the word opera and vegan together. I mean, that's just the way we think. So I am very curious to know what are your top three reasons that you follow a vegan diet. Thank you for asking. I, I've been vegan now for oh, since 2011. So we're going on 12 years and I have never, never regretted it. I have never gone back on, on why I was doing this. And the first reason I went vegan, the real reason, the original reason was for my health. Uh, because as a performer, as a physical performer of music, and you're, I'm a singer, it, opera doesn't use microphones, it doesn't use enhancement, it's not like we can record things in the studio and then put out a perfect album, even though when you're making an album, time is money and you've got to get it done in a, in a small window of time, as I'm sure you know and understand. So my physical health was something that I really wanted to help in every way that I could. And the more research I did on a whole foods plant-based diet, um, or a variation as close a variation you can get to that. Um, just the, the great health benefits were just something that for me were, uh, were, um, just something I couldn't avoid. You know, I didn't, I didn't want to give myself mm -hmm. a handicap as a singer of having, being in poor health because you don't, um, you don't sing well when you're not in good health, you know, and especially not opera. It's very demanding. So my health was the first reason. The second reason was because I, I really am a lover of animals. Uh, I really, uh, I didn't grow up on a farm or anything like that. I didn't grow up in a house that was really full of animals. Like some people, you know, grow up with many, many pets. We rarely had pets actually, but I wanted one so bad all the time because I just wanted to care for a creature. And, um, you know, I, I wouldn't say that I am an activist vegan in the sense that like, I, I don't, um, make it a big part of my manifesto to talk to people about it and try to convert people to it because of the cruelty aspect of, of, of basically the way animals are raised in the States in particular. Mm -hmm. I don't make that a big part of my agenda, if you will, but in my heart it's there. Like I know that I'm, I'm eating, um, not only am I eating healthier, but I'm not harming a creature in the process of eating that way. Uh, and the third reason is for the environment. I mean, I, I've done a lot of reading about how, especially early on when I was studying veganism, you know, how, how, um, what we eat and how we raise our food, how it impacts the earth and how it impacts the climate and how it impacts the economy. And, um, and I feel like in, it's one of the best things you can do, you know, other than recycling, which some places you can't even do that, you know, it's something that I do knowing that it helps the environment in some small way, whatever small impact I can make. So all those reasons have, have been part of my journey and have, have helped me stay the course. So beautifully said. And that brings me right to, you know, you travel a lot. Uh, I yeah. remember when I used to travel as a singer, it was a long time ago. So it was really almost impossible to stay vegan. It was so challenging. But now yeah. I, I'm assuming there are parts of the world where it's a little bit easier. So I'd love it if you'd share your top tip for staying vegan while traveling. 
Yeah, um, you're absolutely right. It's definitely easier today than it was even 10 years ago when I was still kind of fresh to being a veg head. But um, more and more places, particularly in Europe, are really embracing the plant-based uh, lifestyle. And in London, I mean, we were just, you, you, we couldn't eat enough. I mean, I was eating a different meal at a, from a different place every day. And it was just, you could, you, you I mean, it wasn't just base, basic foods anymore either. Like it, And it also isn't just meat substitutes. I mean, you can get really creative dishes, even at grocery stores. So my, my big tip, well, when you're traveling a lot, especially if you're on a budget and you're really trying not to eat out at restaurants a lot, the grocery stores in Europe, in Germany, in Italy, in France, in England, I mean, are stocked with pre-made fresh food that is vegan and it'll be labeled vegan and you'll have all the ingredients listed there and you can go and just buy that and just eat that if you don't have a way to cook maybe you don't have a kitchen because you're in a hotel or you know maybe you know you just don't have the the maybe the pots and pans or whatever and you don't have a way to really cook your own meals you can just swing by a grocery store and it sounds like wow you know a grocery store what's so creative about that well in Europe grocery stores are are smaller and people go every couple of days to pick up what they're going to eat that day because they eat fresh rather than picking up a week's worth of groceries, you know, and trying to prep all your meals. Like maybe you might have to do, uh, in the States, you know, I grew up that way. Actually, we would go grocery store to the grocery store once a week, prep our meals for the week. And that would be how we would do it. But here I feel like I have to go every other day. And because I don't own a car and in Europe, everything is much more kind of hop on the Metro or everything is walking distance. <clears throat> it's much, it's just a healthier lifestyle overall. So I've found that being vegan here, being healthier here has been a lot easier for me. Now in the States, it's a little bit more of a challenge because almost nowhere can you be without an automobile. And, um, in New York, you know, I lived in New York for many, many years. I did my young artist program, uh, spent my early twenties and late twenties there. And I, I had no car, but I had the availability of everything in New York city. And I got a little spoiled by that <laughs> because then I go back to Louisiana and it's like, Oh gee, I have to drive again. I have to go make my way to the grocery. And it's like this big giant place with this huge parking lot. And it's just a totally different way of life. So when I'm back home in the States, I do have to cook my own meals and I really make it a point to stock up on, you know, the basics, have the pantry basics, the way that I need them so that I can cook my meals. And I think all vegetarians and vegans, particularly ones that watch your show, get a lot of instruction about cooking and doing your own meals and taking charge of what you put in your mouth, because it's really just something you can do for your health and for your family and for your budget. And it's really just, I couldn't say enough great things about it. Oh, wow. You really have it together. That that was just all so beautifully put. I really, I do. I appreciate that so much. And it's it's really, really true. You know, still, we do our once, maybe twice a week shopping. I mean, that's the way in, in the state. And keeping right. the pantry stocked, I mean, I'm getting more and more on that. I did, did a whole piece on it in my last book, uh, my last two books, actually, uh, because it is important to have that pantry stocked, particularly here. Yeah. So I agree with you 100%. Now, last but not least... This is something I was actually curious to know. Your favorite foods or dishes to eat before and or after your performances? Thank you for this. This is a wonderful question that I do get a lot. And I also want to take a moment and say, there are a lot of opera singers now that are going vegan or that have been vegan for a few years because we've a lot of us have found that 
athletically, the, the act of what we do being so athletic, being vegan is quite helpful to being a singer. And so this brings me to my kind of performance routine, you know, besides the idea that of course you have to get a lot of rest, you have to rest your voice and not speak for, you know, the day before. Generally, I try not to speak very much so I can save my voice, but what you eat, because you have to sing, what you eat comes back up, doesn't it? It repeats itself on you. So you have to be thoughtful about not eating things that are digesting slowly. Uh, I have found that to sing best, I can't be still kind of digesting while I'm singing because it bugs my stomach. You know, maybe I'm wearing a corset on stage, mm-hmm. for example, and that feels uncomfortable. So I try to eat a really good um, meal with carbohydrates and protein um, and a little bit of fiber, but not too much, a couple of hours before I sing. And then I don't eat again until after the performance. Uh, and if I feel like I really need something during the show, I'll eat like a little bit of a banana or a little bit of pineapple, but that's the max. Like, so I, I wouldn't go and have a burger and fries the day of a performance right before I would have more along the lines of a quinoa salad or an avocado toast, something that's got some carbs, some fat, some protein. Um, I might have a small, a light sandwich, but generally I really like to have a quinoa salad. That's probably my favorite thing to eat. It feels like you're full, but it doesn't like, Oh, I'm eight hours later. I still feel like I'm digesting, you know, and I feel like I get a lot of slow burn energy from that because there's some, there's grains there. So yeah, for me, that's what works. I mean, some people, sometimes I'll just drink like a good smoothie with a lot of protein in it. But the problem with the smoothie I have found as much as I love a smoothie, I feel like three hours later, I'm going to start feeling hungry. My mom, my body wants something to digest. So especially if I'm singing, because the act of singing in opera, it's sometimes it's a three, four, five hour ordeal because you're there two hours before the show, you're getting your hair and makeup done. Then the show is two and a half hours. Plus there's an intermission. Plus you have to get out of your costume. Then you have to greet guests. It's six hours before you're back home. So all that if you just drink a smoothie which you might do after you know as a healthy lunch you're going to start to feel like boy I want dinner halfway through the opera and then you're going to start feeling a little tired so then I might bring a banana but generally generally I feel like the main the main goal is that I stop eating two hours before I have to sing so that I'm not digesting like viciously So interesting and so wonderful. And you are so fantastic. Everyone, Lisette Oropesa, that's LisetteOropesa.com. And before you leave us today, just talk a little bit about the track that I'm going to play in just a minute now from your new album. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, this is funny. This, this aria that we're going to be hearing is from an opera by Rossini called Le Comte Ori, which is the Count Ori. And it's about a man, uh, who dresses up as a nun in order to, um, infiltrate himself into a group of people that he's trying to, um, ha- he's got a romantic pursuit that he's after. And it's a kind of a silly little opera. I've actually never performed it and I've turned it down multiple times because I didn't feel like I could sing the role. But I re- thought I'd record the aria anyway for fun because I think I can sing the aria. But the aria, it's a, it's full of flourish. And it's this woman who's this um, high-ranking member of society. And she's essentially looking for her youthful essence again, if you know what I mean. And so she's expressing this aria about uh, trying to find her, her youthful essence again and her, her passionate desires once again. And so it's this very exaggerated, silly coloratura um, color term meaning fast kind of fireworks kind of music um and I hope people enjoy it it's it was one of the hardest things I've ever had to sing in my life but people really really love this opera they love the role what's the title 
called Celeste Providence. And uh, it, it's, ah. it's when she kind of realizes, oh, goodness, when she's finally had the effect of youthfulness has, has hit her when, with this young gentleman that she's met who suddenly made her feel her young, young self again. You are a joy. And any time you want to promote, maybe when you're going to be in the States and doing Chicago, we'll do something quick so we can promote and have everybody come out and see you. And I would love to see you live sometime. And I'm wishing you good health and happiness and I can't thank you enough for taking time out of your busy schedule to be with us here today. Thank you. I appreciate that. I'm very happy to always talk to you, Laura. I really appreciate everything that uh, you do for the vegetarian and vegan community. I love your show. I appreciate that you teach people to cook for themselves and look for ways to incorporate music into their life. It's really, really wonderful. So thank you for your work. Well, that's the one, the only amazing Lisette Oropesa. You can learn more about Lisette and her music at lisetteoropesa.com. And boy, has it been fantastic having her on the program today. And later on in the show, of course, I'm going to play that beautiful, beautiful track. Well, in jazzy news this week, season 10 is airing. All across the nation, yeah. Oh, yeah. Season 10 of Jazzy Vegetarian, along with my new book, Jazzy Vegetarian Lively Vegan Cuisine That's Easy and Delicious. That's our 10th anniversary edition. It has all the recipes from Season 10 and updated recipes from the original cookbook. It is a fantastic book, and it's a fantastic season. So I hope you're going to check your local listings and tune in to Season 10. But of course... If you have the Create channel, we are on the Create TV channel each and every Sunday and Monday, four times a week on the Create channel, and that's an earlier season, but we hope you're going to tune in and watch us all across the nation. And of course, if you want recipes, we've got over 400 free, easy, and delicious vegan recipes at jazzyvegetarian.com. That's jazzyvegetarian.com. And speaking of recipes, today Lisette was talking about how much she loves to have a quinoa salad before she does a performance. So I thought, hmm, it makes sense to share my delicious lemony quinoa salad with fresh herbs. I know Lisette would love this one. And you're going to find this recipe at jazzyvegetarian.com under the Season 10 Recipes, Episode 1002. That's Episode 1002. And here is how it goes. For the salad, you're going to use two and a half cups of cooked quinoa, well chilled. You can use the white quinoa, the red quinoa, or the tricolor quinoa. They're all delicious in this salad. One and a half cups of diced fresh tomatoes. And if you don't have tomatoes, you can also use diced fresh red bell pepper. The sweet red bell pepper with this is very, very delicious in this salad. One cup of cooked chickpeas. That's garbanzo beans, drained and rinsed if canned. A half a cup of minced fresh parsley. Three tablespoons of minced fresh basil. Now, if you don't have the fresh basil, that's totally cool because you can also use one teaspoon of dried basil in this recipe. So that's a great jazzy tip. And then one medium sweet onion diced. Of course, you can use a red onion too if you prefer. 
then maybe a little salt to taste. All you need to do is put all of those salad ingredients into a large bowl and gently toss them to combine. Then you're going to make your lemony, lemony dressing. And that is four tablespoons of freshly squeezed lemon juice, two tablespoons of extra virgin olive oil, one tablespoon of maple syrup, one teaspoon of Italian seasoning blend, a quarter teaspoon of salt, freshly ground pepper to taste, and then I like to add a dash of cayenne pepper. Ooh, it makes it all so jazzy delicious. And then you just need to put those dressing ingredients into a bowl and whisk, whisk, whisk them all together. Then just pour the dressing over the salad and gently stir to combine, give it a taste, season with a little more salt and pepper if you like. And you can eat it right away if you prefer, but I do like to cover and refrigerate it for about two to four hours to allow the flavors to develop and serve it nice and cold. But either way is fine and dandy-do. And if you are having a get-together or you uh, have some time and want to make it the day before, this salad keeps very, very well and will be absolutely delicious. Uh for about 24 hours or so. Of course, store it in the refrigerator, tightly covered. And that's my lemony quinoa salad with fresh herbs. You're going to find that under Season 10 Recipes at jazzyvegetarian.com, Episode 1002. Yeah. Well, music, music, music. You know, I love music. And Lisette is just so fantastic. And right now, we are going to play that track that she talked about, Celeste Providence. And it's from her new album, French Bel Canto. And here we are, Lisette Oropesa, featured in Celeste Providence.
love that track. It almost brought me to tears. She is absolutely amazing, don't you think? Wow, Lisette Oropesa. Thank you so much, Lisette, for sharing your music with us today. If you want to learn more about Lisette, lisetteoropesa.com. That's lisetteoropesa.com. Well, this always just flies by. I'm so happy that you are here with me today. I hope you are happy and healthy because the best thing in life is to have good health. Don't you think? I think so too. I'm so grateful that you listen to this podcast every Wednesday at mindbodyspirit.fm. And if you want to listen to all of the Laura Theodore podcasts, you can just go to the website and click on podcast and you've got Lots and lots of podcasts to listen to there. So until next time, be happy, be healthy, and be well. From me, Laura Theodore, a.k.a. The Jazzy Vegetarian. Hey, it's Radley Valentine. Join me for a brand new way of connecting with your angels on my new podcast, The Angel Tarot Show. Each week, you'll meet your angelic guides and guardians and find new ways to unlock unconditional love, tune into your intuitive abilities, and create the joy-filled life that, well, you've always wanted. Plus, you'll get a useful and timely energetic weather report, bringing you guidance for the coming week. Tap into the healing, hope, and guidance that's all around you on the Angel Tarot Show, exclusively on mindbodyspirit.fm.